0: A new article in the American Journal of Medicine aims to show that, and this is not a joke, quote, COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy associated with increased risk of traffic crashes in Ontario. That is a real sentence from a real medical journal. We'll look at this and other propaganda and misinformation as well. And finally, the NDP in a wonderful stroke of providence might actually do the right thing. If even for the wrong reasons, the orange communists might actually oppose bill C 21, the disarmament bill. If God can use Balaam's donkey and if God can use Joseph being sold into slavery, surely he can use the NDP to do good as well. You'll notice behind me that the Christmas themed lights are up and running the green to the red to the white. And I know a lot of people on social media would be saying that Christians shouldn't be celebrating Christmas. It's pagan and the sun god, but they're all Grinches. So Merry Early Christmas, and I hope you enjoy the light show from now until December 25th. But for today, it's December 15th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo, and that's my good buddy Matt Halleck, and this is the Liberty Dispatch.
1: Hey there, and welcome to the Liberty Dispatch broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. I'm so very excited that you have joined us this day, and we're always so very thankful for our listeners when they're tuning into the program. If you want to get us, as well as the myriad of different podcasts on Your phone, directly on your phone in a handy app, you're going to want to get connected with the Fight, Laugh, Feast network. So flfnetwork.com, that's a podcast network that we appear on. And they have this wonderful, neat app that you can get from your Google Play or your Apple app stores directly to your phone so you can get all our content on demand over there. So we would suggest that you go do that. Fight Laugh Feast Network.com. Also, everything that we have going on is over on our website, Liberty Coalition Liberty Coalition And you're going to want to check out everything we have going on there from our political advocacy to our news and analysis, to our various initiatives that we have going on. And we want to highlight, especially in this month, an initiative that we had running last year that we're having running again this year, and that's Biblical Sexuality Sunday. You're going to want to take part in this. If you're a pastor or an elder or anybody involved in a church, be sure that you let your leaders know that we are doing this each and every year in response to Bill C-4 and its passing. And if you missed it, we had an amazing interview about the fruits of this initiative that you're going to want to watch. So if you have yet to see the retransition video that we did with Pastor Matt Rowan and a family about an amazing story of God's grace and transforming and truly transforming the lives of a sinner into a saint. Uh, It's an amazing uh, story. I will link it in the description below. You're definitely going to want to check out that video that we dropped yesterday to show just what this initiative and the other initiatives like it that we're involved in can do. And for that very reason, you're going to want to Donate to the Liberty Coalition Canada because we are doing stuff here in our nation that no other organization is doing. The breadth and the depth of what we're doing is unlike any other organization. And if you want to see biblical values prophetically forwarded in our culture you're definitely going to want to support the work here at lcc we have an ambitious goal this year to re- raise four hundred thousand dollars so we can continue to build and do better things for the future which is including more content more programs more thoughtful conversations and Christian analysis so we can expand that Overton window and fight back against the mainstream media and all the lies of our various politicians, you're going to want to go over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate, or if you want, there's that helpful QR code just right there. If you want to scan that, that'll take you to the page. If you select the option to donate to the news and analysis arm at the LCC, then you will also be able to get a tax deduction for charitable status because we are partnered with The Christian Week. And finally, please, if you would, reach out to us directly at info at com, just down there, info at com. We really can't stress enough how much we love hearing from you, our faithful listeners. So, Thank you again.
0: Yeah, you, you're going to want to check out that interview that Matt and I did yesterday. And that interview, it fits for a number of reasons. It fits because we're trying to promote this year's Biblical Sexuality Sunday initiative because we have no problem telling the civil government that marriage and sexuality, that's God's thing. He's designed it. He defines it. They have no authority telling churches what they can and can't do or telling parents what they can and can't say to their children. That they're out of bounds so we're doing that but we also believe in the life transforming power of the word of god which it it fits more broadly with where we are this time of year because what we celebrate this time of year what christians celebrate is that jesus the light of the world has come into the world he's become one of us he's taken on human flesh he has shone his light into the darkness and as john says that his light is it's the life that is given to men That Mm -hmm. the light of life in Christ gives life to men. It transforms people. It renews hearts. It renews minds. It pulls us out of darkness and into light. And so you are, I mean, just thinking about the interview as well, made me a little emotional earlier today. It was was probably the most emotional, um, one of the most kind of gut-wrenching, really touched at my heart interviews that we did. And so I'm thankful Mm -hmm. to the Lord for that. And we are in the Christmas season. And so when we're talking about Christmas, we're talking about giving gifts. We're just a week and a half away. It's fast approaching. And here's something you can be certain of, that all of those woke and status companies that you despise, and by the way, they also despise you and your freedoms, they will be offering you cute little gift bags with bitter coffee and pagan mugs, all in an effort to take your money and fund their corporate socialism. That's why I am thankful for our friends over at Resistance Coffee they also have a wonderful gift idea for the holidays. Not only does their ta- coffee taste great, they also use part of your money to fund the fight for freedom and liberty in Canada. So what you need to do is you need to head over to resistancecoffee.com LCC and give the gift of coffee. You can purchase a little resistance, two bags of coffee and a mug of your choice with a gift bag and some resistance stickers or you can purchase a lot of resistance, four bags of coffee and two mugs of your choice, a resistance gift bag and some resistance stickers. The little resistance is $55 plus free shipping. A whole lot of resistance is $95 plus free shipping. Head over to resistancecoffee.com slash lcc and make sure you use that slash LCC so they know that we sent you. As I said at the top of the episode. We want to, in this first story, examine a marvelous, marvelous piece of misinformation. I mean, it's just, I read it and I did in fact laugh out loud. (laughs) And the person who sent it to me also laughed out loud. So we want to cover the story. And the story itself is a, I mean, it's it's a nothing burger in that, okay, it's just, it's the, it's the, it's the medical establishment and the scientific community doing what they've done for the last two and a half years, losing all credibility, showing that they can't be trusted, that they're they're a corrupt bureaucracy that doesn't actually care for the well-being of people. But the reason why we want to focus on this and some other stories as well is we want you to see a trend. There's a growing trend that's going to be coming from the health establishment to say that the cause of the problems in our world are not lockdowns, that devastated lives and ruined, biz- ruined businesses, or keep, keeping people inside so they couldn't get vitamin D and sunlight and fresh air. It's not forcing an injection on people that we know now is neither safe nor effective, and we're off YouTube. It's not because of tyrannical mandates that are crushing lives and ruining freedoms. No, 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 no. It's climate change. And so this is the trend. And so we wanna share these stories with you because we want you to go eyes wide open into the next few years and understand the play. So I'm going to read the story and the date of the story, read a little excerpt from it. And then Matt, who is our, of the two of us, is probably the more more qualified to offer scientific analyses. He's going to give comment. We're going to talk about it. So the first story is this. As I read during the lead-in, COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy associated with increased risk of traffic crashes in Ontario. This story is from December 13th, 2022. So it's not that long ago, just a couple days ago. <clears throat> so Meyer said, this is the person doing the study, the traffic risks were 50 to 70% greater for adults who had not been vaccinated compared to those who had received their shots. Quote, these data suggest COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy is associated with significant increased risks of a traffic crash. However, this does not mean that COVID-19 vaccination directly prevents crashes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean- who? Anyways, like, <laughs> duh, that's we know that. So, yeah, so so here's another benefit of the jab, right? It blows up your heart, it destroys your ovaries, and it also prevents you from getting in traffic accidents. What a, what a wonder of modern medicine.
1: mRNA, man, that's an amazing technology. Somehow it make sure makes you a better Dr. driver.
0: We'll say, Dr. Malone, thank you for inventing this mRNA technology. It's, it's saving people's lives behind the wheel. <laughs> Anyways, it, it, it continues, quote, Instead, it shows how adults who do not listen to this. This is important. Adults who do not follow public health advice may also neglect the rules of the road. Misunderstandings of everyday risk can cause people to put themselves and others in grave danger. Riddlemeyer said the authors, quote, don't want unvaccinated people to feel persecuted yeah right and quote not suggesting they stop driving just that they don't fly or travel within provinces and go to restaurants that's all you can still drive but just drive like drive around your neighborhood like do figure eights in your cul-de-sac that's what they're okay with okay quote instead we suggest they drive a bit more carefully physicians counseling patients who decline COVID-19 vaccination could consider safety reminders so their patients do not become traffic statistics. So what they're saying is, doctor, when when, when your patient comes in and says, listen, I have legitimate reasons for not getting this injection, that as a doctor, you you should uh, say, uh, okay, (laughs) just as a reminder, okay, that's fair, but just- Drive a little slower. So in Ontario, in
1: Ontario, if you don't want to get vaxxed, they'll they'll dope you up so you're high, (laughs) and then they'll tell you to drive safely. (laughs) That's that's the response to you not wanting to take this after after, after rounds of
0: psychotherapy. Yeah,
1: no, exactly. Uh, It's
0: I mean, this is this sounds like a reasonable reasonable story with logical (laughs) conclusions.
1: Yes, yeah. Except you, you know what they say, Andrew. They say there's. Lies. There's damned lies, and then there's statistics, um, and then there's whatever this story is that is supposedly built on statistics. But um, if you take statistics, what is the first thing that you learn about statistics? That correlation does not equal causation, and certainly this is one case where. What is trying to be put forward here that somehow those who remain unjabbed are more likely to get in a car accident is a case where these two things don't they don't make they don't mix. They're not Th- that's not a cause um, for anything. I guarantee you some people have passed out while driving because they've be- taken the jab, which has directly caused the car accident or two. I mean, I don't have that story in front of me, but I would not be surprised if that were the case. So not getting vaccinated is not causative of... <laughs> of getting into car accidents. Now, if they want to say, Oh, well maybe it's due to these, this subset of the population's uh, understanding of risk. Fine. But that is, this is a narrative that is being spun. This is absolutely a narrative that is being spun because what you're seeing here is just, it's loose, silly use of statistics. And, it is for the purpose of putting forward this narrative because they right, they they can't even justify this being statistically significant in any way. That's why they hedge their bets at every moment they're speaking of this to just say, we're not saying, but, but maybe we're saying, but ah. they do that all the time because they actually know that this is garbage. But the, again, this is propaganda. This is... Global news propaganda, trying to forward an insane narrative and trying to push this idea that those who do not get vaccinated are no good, very bad, risky, insane people um, that will apparently run you off the road. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. I, I mean, when you brought this forward to me, it was so stupid that I said,
0: got to be a Babylon B article. Right?
1: Well, and, and I was just like, I don't want to cover that. That's so stupid. That's such an idiotic thing. Like, like nobody believes that these are like really connected in any meaningful way. But the fact of the matter is, I think how you connect it with some other stories that we've seen come out from our mainstream media this is indicative of a pattern now that we're starting to see, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's very loose statistics used to spin a narrative. We've seen it throughout the COVID pandemic, but now we're still seeing it, right? Because especially when it comes to the outcomes and the the immediate effects of this mass vaccination um, experimental gene therapy campaign that we've gone on, because as you've made mention the vaccine is neither safe nor effective they have to explain all the body bags and all the adverse reactions to the jab and now they're trying to again spin in a spin up a narrative surrounding that as well
0: and this so i've i've two quick responses one's kind of humorous and one's more serious the humorous one is this well yeah People with five shots with masks and plexiglass shields in front of their faces, who are driving super slow, who aren't checking their blind spots, are the ones who are causing all these accidents. So uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is this, on a more serious note, I hope you paid attention to the wording there. What they said was that people who have vaccine hesitancy are more likely to be people who take risks or people who are dangerous Or people who by their actions cause harm to others—that's you can't miss that. You can't miss what they're saying. That if you refuse to get the jab because you're quote-unquote vaccine hesitant, you are a dangerous person. You are a threat. When we saw this, when they lied about the pandemic of the unvaccinated, you're going to kill grandma. You're a threat. Uninvite. We we can share articles. Don't invite them to Thanksgiving right make them wear masks be outdoors that the unvaccinated are dangerous they are risky they are threats and global news will, is they just... will threaten the well-being and the safety of all of us Glo- we, Glo- how do we deal with them
1: global news is TikTok social media expert rachel gilmore Actually posted a TikTok about that in 2021. Mm-hmm. Whether or not, catch that people. Yep. Whether or not to invite your relative who didn't get vaccinated to the the family dinner. And so it's just a continuation of the same sort of spinning up a narrative. And it's, pff, I mean, it is so loose, like it's not even based on facts yet. Yeah, they right, they, know but here's they have what, to what give they do is, some sort of
0: air of scientific. And they'll do a little bit here. little it. It's what we're going to see in the yeah. story. It's little bits, little bits, right? And so if yeah. you can say unvaccinated people are putting other people at risk because of COVID. Now mm-hmm. they're saying unvaccinated people are putting other people at risk because of driving. The turn will be those same unvaccinated people. Who are who are climate deniers, right? They deny the science. That's why they didn't get the jab. Here's I'm telling you, I'm not I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm telling you right now, the, the the same people that are the anti-science, conspiracy theorists, anti-government folk who didn't get the jab,
1: mm-hmm. those
0: are the same people that are climate deniers. Those are the same people that are and COVID's a threat. Car accidents are a threat, but the real threat, the real global threat is climate, climate change. So Mm. those same people, if they're not willing to do everything they need to, to fight climate change, then they're the same danger. And you, you, we can, we can hypothesize what some solutions might be for this dangerous segment of the population that continues to put all of us at risk. And it's going to be more than you can't go to a restaurant. You can't get on a plane. It's going to be much worse than that. I don't want to be doom and gloomy. I just want you to understand what's coming. These things are all connected. This next story here, and I want you to see the dates too. All these these stories take place, not just in the last two and a half years, but they all take place, interestingly enough, after the introduction of of an experimental gene therapy injection. And they're going to do a little bit of bait and switch. So this one here was from ABC News, dated August 20th, 2022. Not that long ago. Here's the story. A rise in heart disease may be explained by extreme weather conditions. Ooh, that, that's what's causing all the myocarditis and the heart attacks, extreme weather conditions. This is from the story. We know that air pollution is a cause of heart disease, said Dr. Sidir al a cardiologist at University Hospitals in Ohio and the assistant professor at Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine. Quote, evidence shows that air pollution increases heart disease, heart failure, and insulin resistance. Experts say it's difficult to directly blame individual heart attacks on heat waves based on currently available data. However, there is research to suggest a close relationship as regions with excessive heat or freezing temperature had alarmingly higher episodes of heart attack, according to a June study in Nature Reviews Cardiology. So this is what's causing the increase in heart disease. Never mind that for the last year and a half, we've been injecting something into people that clearly attacked the tissue around the heart, and it's clearly into myocarditis. And it wasn't that. It's the extreme weather conditions that are causing the spike in heart disease. Dr. Matt, your thoughts?
1: <laughs> I mean, again, just notice how they're they're at every moment, they're hedging their bets when they say, well... It's extraordinarily hard to link these two things, but we're not going to stop trying. <laughs> that's that's not going to stop us, Andrew. Uh,
0: we're going to poison. And- <laughs> we're going to poison. What, what's that? Um, what's that logic or not the logical fallacy? But, poisoning the well. Uh, no, not poisoning the well. Fruit of the poison tree. Oh, and it's fruit illegal in the, yeah. the legal sense that if, if it's corrupt, if you, you just kind of throw it in the beginning, if it's corrupt, the whole thing. And so that's what they're trying to do. They're saying, listen, we're just, just going to put this one little drop here. We're not saying we're not mm-hmm. but we are saying
1: yes and and it it gives it gives them that you know really nice excuse to say oh hey there's all these heart attacks and cardiac events that are going on in society well clearly that's not the jab because we know the jab's safe so it can't possibly be the jab so given the fact that it's not the jab what's the one thing that's an existential threat to all all everybody living right now well it's climate change oh guess what no wonder we need f- modern cities, you know, 15 minute mm-hmm. cities. It's for people's health. It's for their safety that we do these things, that we institute these things, because we wouldn't want you to die of heart failure because climate change, extreme temperatures, they're linked. Oh, my. And then extreme temperatures are linked to heart disease. There you go, ipso facto. We're saving your life if we're locking you in your house to prevent climate change, which is ultimately to prevent your heart attack, which we probably gave you from putting an experimental mRNA vaccine inside of you.
0: And here's the connection. The same people. So we look at the story and we say it's probably the case that the injection causes this, which is why I'm refusing to receive the injection. Oh, you must what want to kill say, people in a car accident. Exactly. Andrew. But here, here's what <laughs> they're going to say to me. So you refuse to get the injection. That's a risky behavior that causes car accidents. And the same conspiracy theorist mind that refuses to get the injection also denies that climate change is causing the increase in heart disease. So mm. you're a. That, see it. This is this is the yeah, link. You're a yeah, dangerous you person. Go. I You're always knew I couldn't person. trust you, Andrew. I know I'm, I'm, I'm greasy. <laughs> You're a dangerous person who believes in conspiracy theorists, who practices risky behavior, and you are not acknowledging the the threat, the catastrophic threat, the greatest health crisis facing people in the world. This is you, ha- people. You have to see this. This this is this will be the play. This will be the play. This next story here comes from Forbes. This dated December seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. A heart specialist notes how warming planet affects our health and well-being. Now, let's just well, let me let me read. I have something to say about that. Okay, professionally, this this is a quote from the article. From my perspective, as a cardiac and pulmonary physician, the science is clear climate change accelerates heart and lung disease leading to a higher burden of morbidity and mortality so the science is clear right it's clear mhm well it clear like mud for you yeah. maybe it yeah. like mud yeah and there it's it is again
1: it, it like the thing is this is so tenuous right um it is, it is stretching. Correlation doesn't equal causation again. We actually know from the numbers of caused weather-related deaths that people actually have far more weather-related deaths during colder temperatures than warmer temperatures. So, you know, if you're worried really about global warming, and this is a point that um, even people who I would not necessarily uh, agree with on on all the implications of climate change, like Bjorn Lomberg has said, it's actually looking. Or right now, we're having the lowest amount of climate deaths based on you know modern technology, despite the warming. But also, if we're just looking at the numbers, more people die in the cool than in the heat. So this would be, you know, a positive direction to go. And then, you know, if you add on to that, the extension of growing seasons across the world, uh, in the northern hemisphere, especially Uh, That would be a big boon to some of the most fertile lands in the world. So when you add that, it would, you know, directly lead to um, in theoretically less um, hunger, less poverty, uh, more wealth, more prosperity. Uh, we saw that actually during the medieval warming period as well. So we actually have historical data that would suggest that that were the case. But nevertheless, these are all things that we need to take into consideration. Also, as Lomberg does a good job of pointing out, he says heating and energy consumption in the winter is far more vis- vigorous than what is being used during the summer because you're, you're especially living in these northern climates that we do. I live in Peg, right? Um, we it gets really cold for long stretches of the year we're talking almost six months of winter. So heating up an entire house is very energy heavy and we're talking about wide swaths of the year um, where you need a really heavy energy, production in order to live comfortably. But when you're talking about air conditioning, there's not many days where air conditioning is absolutely necessary. And ours only comes on every once in a while, depending on, um you know how hot it gets so we use far less air conditioning than we do actual heating and we use heating for far longer than more than air conditioning so what you're talking about is actually in in many ways less energy consumption so while we want to draw all these parallels for a political end and for an ideological end because so many of these doctors, so many of these climate scientists are absolute crazy environmental ideologues. Yeah, Just, we
0: shouldn't even call them climate scientists. We need no, to start calling them climate activists. That's yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, despite all of that, again, a tenuous. Um, Correlation is drawn here between um, these heart diseases and then um, climate change. So that's, again, people wanting to say, well, climate change is this existential threat to your life. It's an urgent threat that's going to lead to your death now. Therefore, we have to take drastic world beating uh, change like we've never done before in the history of humanity to command and control your entire life for your own benefit and safety, which is the exact same logic that was used throughout the COVID-19 right. pandemic. And I'm
0: going to, I'm going to trace this line one more time just in case you miss it. Please. I'm going to trace it again. This is the line. They're saying that climate change is what's causing heart disease. And it's was causing the increase in heart disease. And then someone like me would say, I think the increase in heart disease is coming from the experimental gene therapy injection, not climate change. I'm not saying the climate doesn't change. I'm saying that that's not what's causing the increase in heart disease. So this is what they're going to level against crazies like me. What they're going to say is, wait a minute. You think that the injection is what causes climate change, which means you're vaccine hesitant, but we know that vaccine hesitant people live a risky dangerous life that cause harm for others so you're a risky dangerous person that causes harm for others and you're also denying climate change which is the existential threat you're a danger to humanity you're a danger to our well-being you're a danger to our species thriving and surviving that's that's the line Okay, that's going to be the, the, the thread that connects it. This is the next story here, dated July 22nd, 2022. It's just a few months ago, right? We need to see this is all very recent. Here's the heading. Risk of miscarriages increased dramatically during the summer, which may be statistically accurate, but that's not the kind of conclusion they're going to draw here. They're going to say something about that. Quote, few studies have examined the association between heat and miscarriage risk. So this is definitely a topic that warrants further exploration, explains Dr. Wesselink. Dr. Wesselink adds that clinicians, lawmakers, lawmakers, whoa, 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 you're a doctor, and climate experts must take action to mitigate the potential risks associated with with heat exposure during pregnancy, quote, we know that heat is associated with higher risk of other pregnancy outcomes, such as preterm delivery, low birth weight, and stillbirth in particular, notes Dr. Wesselink. Quote, medical guidance and public health messaging, including heat action plans and climate adaptation policies, need to consider the potential effects of heat on the health of pregnant people and their babies. This is something else you're going to see from the left. That the answer is bigger government, mm-hmm. more spending, adding more laws, legislation, and the impinging on your freedoms. That's always the answer. The yeah, answer and- is not make people make resp- let people make responsible choices. It's daddy has got your back. Mm-hmm. It's just going to cost a little more money. And you have to give us some freedoms.
1: Yeah. And notice how this fascistic public private partnership takes place where you have so-called experts in medicine and experts in climate science that just get paid a crazy amount of money because they're in the hot button topic issue or issue topic now. And and government officials, they work hand in glove together in this really perverse way to promote laws and policies that are not in the public interest even though that they want to put that forward again this is also potentially a smokescreen for as you've pointed out another implication of the mass vaccine and jab policies right we know from Pfizer's own numbers that the dr- there was a drastic increase in miscarriages amongst in, those in
0: one study was 55% and in another trial it was 17 of the 18 women had miscarriages mm. and one would say those numbers are statistically significant
1: they're insane and now they tried yeah. to they tried to fudge some of their numbers to protect some of that data so it didn't look so bad but It came out uh, in the discovery that, yes, indeed, a mass amount of miscarriages because of the jabs. And then we're also talking about all sorts of issues with um, women's reproductive systems uh, based off of the fact
0: that menopause, all this. Yes.
1: Based off the fact that, you know, the spike protein apparently was riding on the lipo nanoparticles and ending up in the ovaries and that was no bueno right instead of going to where it was supposed to and fighting off this spike protein it was actually attacking because it's cytotoxic healthy ovaries and other reproductive systems so that's always that's that's very sketchy and we know that oh so not only is this, again, helping them forward the narrative that it's climate change and extreme weather, extreme heat that is leading to all these miscarriages, but then it waves the hand over the fact that, oh, no, 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 it's it's not the jab. Again, we know the jab is safe, so it couldn't possibly be the jab. That's the circular reasoning, And then, therefore, it has to be another thing. Oh, look, there's this correlation between... Uh, heat and adverse effects of, of pregnancy oh what could explain extreme temperatures climate change okay. so for your benefit and the health of societies including little babies we must advance radical environmental communo policies for your betterment and for your safety so again same playbook. And we're, we're repeating it because it's something that has to sink in. You, We have to understand the play so then we can fight against it. And I think that's the beauty of all these isolated stories coming together. But you have another one, Andrew. And I think, again, right. we, we need to highlight the fact that this is going on because this is, you know, even more recent than that July article
0: that you just brought before us. Yeah, this is dated November 16th, 2022. It's from the Daily Mail in UK, climate change is making migraines, strokes, and dementia more severe and common. Again, not the jab. It can't be that. Can't be that. Quote: Extreme weather events and fluctuations in temperature were linked to strokes becoming more frequent and intense, more migraines, the hospitalization of dementia patients. And worsening, worsening multiple sclerosis, climate change extended the warmer, favorable conditions for diseases affecting the nervous system, such as meningitis and syphilitis, polio, etc. So look at it's it's amazing how they, they do such a good job. That's again here's the thread. What if you're a vaccine denier? If you're vaccine hesitant, that means you're a climate denier, which means it's people like you who are complicit in what? In babies dying, <laughs> in old people dying, in drivers dying, and in regular healthy people having their heart failure. You're complicit in that. And the, 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 the delicious irony in all of this is that we would look at it and say, no, 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 no. Your full acceptance of the climate alarmism narrative is why you have been pushing the jab so incessantly. And that's the real cause. That's why the babies are dying the way that they are. That's why old people are dying at alarming rates. That's why young people are dying because of heart failure. That's why women are having odd and totally messed up menstrual cycles and probably early onset menopause. And so this is the spin, right? And, and the left is really good at this. The left is good at taking the thing that they do and saying it's your fault. So yeah. the left is more racist than anyone. They use black people. They use indigenous people as pawns. Mm-hmm. And what do they say of us? You're really the racist. Yeah. The left hates women. And they use mm-hmm. women as political pawns. And then what do they say? No, you hate women. No, yeah. you're the racist. No, you're the sexist. <laughs> They're actually, the pro- to,
1: yeah. Pr- they actually promote fascistic behavior yes. in society, and then have the gall to join Antifa.
0: Fashion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So again, see the thread here. People yeah. have to see the thread. Yeah, their policies, their practices, their experimental medicine is causing babies to die, old people to suffer, hearts to fail. It's their chaos, and on top of that, it's their lockdowns and their mandates that drove up anxiety and fear and stress, which only add to all of this. They did all of this. They f- they manufactured this problem by putting masks on kids' faces. And now what are they saying? No, no, no. It's your fault, mm-hmm. vaccine denier, well, climate denier. You're so, to blame for it. So
1: here, here's what I want to end off the segment with. And it's just pointing out the fact that not only are they trying to spin this narrative, right, to put forward their ideologies and their perceived, you know policy their 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 policy outcomes that they they want right but they're doing it based off these tenuous relationships and it's all for the purpose of spinning up these narratives that they want to see spun up but they just right off the bat would never take the tack that any of these could l- be linked to the jab so you're not going to see stories coming from the mainstream media that says oh hey this potentially could be a result of the lockdown more depression more anxiety more dementia more more applications for assisted suicide oh a, a failing healthcare systems which you know happened literally right after all this nonsense took place we're not going to put a, a for, forward a narrative that would suggest this could possibly be the fault of lockdowns or mandates we will draw this tenuous relationship between climate and all that stuff so that's okay but they also aren't going to do that with vaccinations so though there is seemingly a far greater proximate causal relationship between these things and these outcomes that they're seeing, they're like, we're no, 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 no. Right at the outset, because we're biased, we cannot possibly do that story. However, we can spin it up and bring in these tenuous relationships to put forward this story. So that's the insidious nature of all of this, is it's such an obfuscation of truth that it's not only a cover up of of bad behavior but it's also now turning into just framing those who would try and hold them accountable for bad behavior or not go along with that as the enemies as as the true dangers to society so it has that added benefit it's a smoke screen and also a target that you can place on your ideological enemies backs and that's our mainstream media for you, you know <laughs> I mean, that's why to you need for, to, to support our, Liberty
0: uh, Coalition Canada that's for our for our audience our Christians our church going pastor preacher audiences what this what this is it this is basically the false teacher that mm-hmm. the false teacher takes a proof texts takes a bunch of random verses here and there that are not related misinterprets them and then puts them together in order to propagate the false idea, which is detrimental. This is what these are. These are false prophets. These are the false teachers of this new religion. They're trying to say the state God has your back. You need to do what we say to be pure and clean and be saved. But it's a false message with a false hope that actually ruins lives. That's we're dealing Mm -hmm. with a false religion. Oh, brother. Okay. (laughs) Let's move on here. It's Christmas time, right? We believe in the true and living God, the light of the world that's come into the world to save people. It's Christmas time. You see behind me, the Christmas lights are going. If if you think that Jeremiah was talking about Christmas trees and it's a pagan thing, you're a Grinch. It's Christmas time. So this Christmas season, give the gift of financial freedom and sovereignty to your loved ones with Bitcoin an uncensorable network programmed around digital scarcity where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. As Canada's most trusted Bitcoin exchange since 2013, Bull Bitcoin is a completely self-funded company led and operated by incorruptible activists for individual liberties and freedom. At Bull Bitcoin, security and privacy are their top priority. Customers' funds are transferred directly to their Bitcoin wallet where they have complete control, with Bull Bitcoin, you never run the risk of losing your money. You own the money. Head over to mission.bullbitcoin.com slash Lcc today or get started and to get started with your account. And don't forget to contact their best in business customer support team for assistance at any point in the process. That's mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. Matt why don't you tell us about our friends, the orange communists (laughs) and how they might actually stumble on the right thing, though they're doing it for the wrong reasons. I'll take it.
1: (laughs) Yes, this is, as you made allusion to at the beginning of the program, this is, I think, a case of God drawing straight lines with crooked sticks. And I mean, there's no more crooked stick than the... um, Communists in orange, the new de- Democratic Party. But it appears, Andrew, that cracks are beginning to form in this comfy, cozy communist co- coalition between the federal NDPs and the Liberal Party, um, because it appears as though this proposed last-minute amendment to the wide-sweeping gun ban um, that's Bill C-12 is is going down 21 sorry bill c-21. Uh, bill c21 thank you for the correction bill c21 is going down to defeat bill c21 an act to amend certain acts and to make certain consequential amendments to firearms was initially sold to canadians as a high handgun freeze um proposed by the Liberals NDP and Bloc Quebecois together. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh told the Assembly of First Nations, however, given this new proposed amendment, he will not approve the uh, provision of Bill C-21, sorry, which bans select hunting rifles. Any amendment in any way that contravenes your treaty rights, he said to the, this group of individuals, is an amendment we will not support. Singh said this on Thursday in his speech, you'll recall on our last episode, we showed you how the Federation of Sovereign Indigenous Nations also rejects the amendment, saying it impinges upon their freedom to hunt on their land as they please, according to their tradition. Jagmeet Singh also threatened to end his party's alliance with the governing liberals if the federal government does not take appropriate action on the country's failing health care system, which is in crisis. If we don't see action on health care, we absolutely reserve the right to withdraw our support, Singh said during a press conference on Monday, this is not just a health care tra- This is not just about healthcare transfers. This is about an immediate crisis that requires immediate action and a prime minister to step up and show that type of leadership. The conservatives also took the opportunity to virtue signal and show their utter lack of integrity as well. Conservative public safety critic. Raquel Danko from Winnipeg, Manitoba, here, proposed to amend the motion to add 20 meetings. She also wants the committee to travel to rural, northern, and indigenous communities across Canada to hear from witnesses on how they would be impacted. Danko said that the federal government didn't do their homework on Bill C 21 and now it wants. Just two more meetings to discuss the largest hunting rifle ban in Canadian history. If we're going to even adequately represent the Indigenous communities, we would need more than two meetings, Danko said. I do feel that it is offensive to the people that are going to be impacted by this. It does not give them the dignity of having a seat at the table. Danko agreed to a proposal from NDP mp alistair mcgregor to have at least eight more meetings oh good more bureaucracy I'm so, we I'm needed so that glad,
0: i'm <laughs> so glad she took this position with the lockdowns and the mandates as well just mm-hmm. that line it's offensive to people that are going to be impacted by this yeah but not 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 if they're a fringe minority yeah right then it doesn't matter it's just like no intent like the concern. here's what they should say if they were truly conservatives we don't support this Mm -hmm. Not because we wave our orange flag of virtue signaling for the indigenous people, Mm -hmm. but we don't support this because we will not punish responsible gun owning Canadians Mm -hmm. who obey the laws. And we will not disarm a population so that we end up like New Zealand right now Mm -hmm. that has babies pulled away from their moms because the state says we own the baby now because and it will them our blood. It,
1: it, even more, it goes against people's God-given rights to defend themselves and their family. Period. Yeah. So, so that's why these, these conservatives are so feckless. They're so useless because they don't stand on principle. Because if right. they stood on principle, they would make arguments like that. Now, what do the conservatives do? They always work within the limited Overton window in order to put forward their critiques of government. So the left gets to determine what stances are appropriate. And apparently standing up for indigenous rights is an appropriate stance that you can take because of the left wing logic. So therefore, conservatives, you play within this two by four sheet of the rules that we made up. And if you don't do that, you're no good. You're very bad. You're extreme. And the conservatives say, sure.
0: Sure. Why reason, not? Like a I'm lot of the reason they, they like than Lewis. They just, uh, sorry, they just live I, by polling, they just live by polling. That's yeah, what exactly. Exactly, so and they, a lot they of they the, understand that their base is okay with that window, which yeah. is part of the problem because they go, "Oh, this will get us elected." Okay, yeah. we'll just we'll go along.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So they're totally unprincipled. That's why we say you can't support the conservative party, and even the idea. So a lot of people like Leslie Lewis because. You know, and I don't have like I I I support a lot of what Leslie does and a lot of her positions I like. I don't think she's conservative enough and and principled enough. But the reason a lot of people like Leslie Lewis is because they think again they're going to play by the leftist rules and win that game. So idiotic, such a bad idea. Because <laughs> they're saying, "Oh, she's she's a black immigrant lawyer." woman, ah, intersectionality, we're winning, wouldn't you love to see her debate Justin Trudeau? As though that's going to stop the leftists. And it's like, guys, but you're granting them the premise that that sort of racist, misogynist, sexist behavior in society is appropriate. And again, you see this happening here. It's a feckless argument. It's, It's granting them Th- the premise that is really undergirded by critical race theory and all this neo-Marxist nonsense, which they should be taking on directly, but instead they're they're adopting their premise. Andrew, what they're doing is they're answering the fool according to his folly right. so that they would be like him.
0: It's the same coin. Uh, it's, all they're doing is flipping yes. the coin over. And what we're saying is, Throw the coin in the garbage, <laughs> right? And bring an actual. Throw that piece of copper in the garbage, mm-hmm. and actually bring a real gold coin to the discussion. Like, bring some truth. Well, this yeah, why, by the, yeah. This the is the, why the our companion. Us, by the way, this yeah. is why this is why you love Liberty Coalition. Fans <laughs> we've, the reality is, unlike because- a lot of the quote-unquote conservative right-leaning media it's going to maybe try to appease and won't, they won't touch this. They won't say that they won't take a position on this. Mm-hmm. We, we have, we decided that we were going to abandon this idea of just trying to be the most broadly appealing as possible. We were going to stand on principle and integrity. Mm-hmm. We're going to say stuff that we know will alienate people. We know that people are not going to like the positions we take on marriage and sexuality. Why can't you just be about freedom? Because we are sick and tired of unprincipled, Faux conservatives, conservatives that lack integrity. What has that got you, Canada? All those conservatives (laughs) say, vote for us. Yeah, (laughs) vote for us. At least we're on the inside. We got to play. What has that got you? Yeah. And, And
1: I just want to speak again to Christians. What I just said there is straight from Proverbs do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like them. The conservative party says, no, 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 we're going to answer the fool according to his folly so we can be like them. Now, the other flip side of that coin, biblically speaking, is answer the fool according to his folly, so it seems contradictory, that they won't be wise in their own eyes. So that's, don't be like them, adopting their standards because you'll end up being an idiot just like them, but do take their logic their presuppositions to the nth degree apply a reductio ad absurdum that you might show them if we adopt your principles all that we're left with is absurdity that's how smart politicians smart debaters that's how you work the conservative party is feckless unprincipled and ultimately, exactly like the fool. And that's why you can't tell the difference between the blue guys or the red guys or the orange guys or the green guys, because they're all adopting the same principles. Well, We
0: can't we can't tell a difference. One pretends to be our friend. <laughs> yeah. Or at least the other one, at least they're honest about what they are like. One admits mm-hmm. that they are for a godless neo-Marxist uh, mm-hmm. overgrown state. Yeah, and the other one pretends not to be. That's the difference. Just but the problem
1: is they're both on the same plane, ending up that's in right. the same. Dir- one's at the back of the plane, one's at the front of the plane, but they're yep. going to end up in the same destination. And that's the frustrating part of all of this. Yep. Is is they just adopt these standards that are so foolish, and they think they're winning. Like you, you, you see the the. The grins on Polly Evra's face when he he gets uh, Trudeau in a in a moment, and I can appreciate it, he's a good orator, whatever. And Danko, like you know, the, they're grinning at this, but what they don't realize is because they have adopted the fool's playbook and are on the same plane going to the same foolish destination, that they're just going to look as stupid as the NDPs, the Greens, mm-hmm. and and the Liberals. And we're saying, biblically speaking, that's not faithful. And that's warned against in the wisdom literature. And we need a conservative movement that'll be able to tell the difference between the first half of that and the second half of that, yep. adopting because their Paul, premises to reduce them to
0: absurdity. Because Paulie ever believes a Canadian should be free, but he doesn't believe that Canadians inside the womb should be free. Mm-hmm. Right. So he believes a Canadian <laughs> and should And that be they free. shouldn't have the
1: most basic yeah.
0: right. <laughs> right. So he believes a Canadian should have the right to not have the government impose their will upon them but he doesn't believe that those helpless Canadians that are growing inside of their mother's wombs should also be protected from adults imposing their will upon them. Mm-hmm. So that kind of lack of integrity, unprincipled conservatism we're done with, yeah. but the, I mean, the good news about and this, we're story, not going to
1: work with you conservatives. Right?
0: The good news, not unless you <laughs> repent and, no, and, yeah. change, and change, change your song and dance. Yeah. But the good news about this story is that Jagmeet Singh's virtue signaling, lack of integrity might actually lead To a good decision, which is not this aggressive disarmament of Canadians. So I'm content for the Lord to use another donkey in order to accomplish his purposes. First it was Balaam's donkey. Now it's this fella. So if this this means, if his lack of integrity and his virtue signaling means that this bill, this amendment doesn't go through, I'm content with that but we i mean i hope in this episode you've seen a couple things one you've seen that the days of just trying to appease and think that we can make nice nice with the left with the radical marxists those days are over we that that we're we're past that now that we can't just play nice nice with them and we can't just play by their rules we need to be principled we need to have integrity We need to say what is true, and we need to absorb the cost that comes along with that. And I hope you've also seen the narrative that is being spun against you, dear listener, dear viewer, that you would stand on principle and that you would say, honestly, no, I'm not going to engage in this practice. I'm not going to take this medicine because of what it causes, even if they're going to hurl all sorts of insults at you, and they're going to blame the end of the world on you and your climate denying. No, no, no. You stand firm on truth and principle undergirded by the word of God, you surround yourself with like-minded people to support you and to encourage you, and you get ready to stand for freedom and pay the cost for it. And that, friends, is why we're here. That's why Liberty Coalition Canada exists. We are a united front to restore liberties and freedoms in this country, and liberties and freedoms as God designs and as God is defined. That is our foundation. And so we will continue to bring you this kind of thinking and news analysis. We're going to engage in the political sphere. We are going to actually defend Canadians whose rights and freedoms have been impinged that they're being discriminated against. And so we look forward to tremendous things in the new year. We are excited for what the Lord is doing in our midst and in our organization. And we know that we will be working together with you and with others to continue to do the good work that we're doing. So be praying for us. Keep sending us those emails where you encourage us, where you have questions, where you maybe challenge us and push back a bit. That's great. We love to interact. Consider how you might support us at Liberty Coalition Canada to continue to fund the fight for freedom because that's what we want to do for years and years to come. For as long as there is corruption and statism, And a government that is coming against the freedoms of their people, we will be here standing on the truth of the word of God, fighting for liberties and freedoms as God defines. And I can assure you, we won't be silent and we won't be compromised. You have my word.
1: Mm -hmm. The days of the lack of the prophetic voice of the Church of Jesus Christ speaking into culture in Canada is over. It's over. It's over. No more wishy-washy. It's no more wishy-washy. We're here. And you can join our coalition by supporting us. When you support the work that we do, you're helping in that same mission, that same prophetic mission, being a prophetic witness, giving testimony against our nation, against the evil of our rulers, and their many hypocrisies. The days of the church being shut up are gone. And we're, as long as we have breath in us, are going to ensure that we're bringing a Christian world and life view to bear on Canadian politics. And listen, we're not only talking to Christians about these things. We're open to have open dialogues and discussion with all of our various listeners, with many different people across the spectrum of society. And again, as Andrew said, we would really welcome you to just reach out to us, to contact us. If you know somebody you want on the program from a different perspective, we'll have them on. If you want us to bait people from your perspective against what we're saying, we'll do it. We're not afraid. The days of the Church of Jesus Christ being shut up in our culture is over, and that's why the Liberty Coalition Canada exists, and that's why we would say to you, dear listeners, help support what we're doing so we can continue to make this happen more and more, and we can continue to get more people on board so we can build a bigger coalition so that we can fight back against the kingdom of darkness in our land. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. We really, really have appreciated you tuning in and all your support. Until next time, Galatians 5-1.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada please
1: subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at
0: www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com.